as God intended. Let's go. This is Looking for Healing Radio, where pharmaceuticals are not medicine, but love always is. I hope you've had a great weekend. I'm your host, Dr. Brian Artis, and thank you so much for listening. Remember to tell all your freedom friends they can join us live on the America Out Loud talk radio network and via recorded podcast at americaoutloud.com. Also on the iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Pandora networks, just download the America Out Loud phone app for Apple, Android, or Alexa, whatever you need to listen to our program at your leisure. Looking for Healing Radio is being sponsored by GlobalHealing.com, simply the finest, most potent, most effective natural medicines in the world today. Feel the difference, integrity, and love for medicine making can make for you. Go to GlobalHealing.com and enter promo code OUTLOUD to discover the medicine God intended for us all. Get incredible deals and find Global Healing and all the wonderful AOL sponsors at AmericaOutloud.shop. I have a great show for you today, I'm expecting. Uh, If you're going to go to GlobalHealing.com, which you should, uh, I would also recommend as a sponsor for the show, there's a product I had them help me develop. It's called Foreign Protein Cleanse. If you don't have it, just so you know, if you're wondering if you should take it, well, I take it every single day and I spend a year digging up all the resources to know what plants, uh, what minerals, vitamins, natural resources God put on this earth to do these things. Destroy plasmids, destroy venoms, destroy nanotech that can be in our body and uh, and also get rid of the body's graphene oxide exposure and help it to heal. Just, you know, it's called foreign protein cleanse for a reason. Every virus on earth is known as a, a, pro, a foreign protein. So that's why I call it that, the foreign protein cleanse. You can get it today at globalhealing.com. Remember, put in the promo code out loud to get a discount there. All right. I hope you guys have all had a great week. What I'm going to do today is actually go through a chapter in a book. And I'm going to share some of my thoughts here because I think this is important. This is looking for healing radio. I'm actually going to read from a chapter. It's called Chapter One in a book titled Energetic Health, Volume One. And its subtitle is Interesting Insights into Advanced Natural Medicine. Now, the author of this book, I know very well. At least I think I do. I think he knows me very well. We challenge each other. We uh, listen to each other. We research with each other, speak on stages together. Uh, a great uh, humanitarian in my in my point, and a wonderful doctor. The Latin definition of the word doctor means teacher, and he is absolutely that. All right, so we're going to go into the root cause of all disease is fatigue, is the first chapter of his book. The root cause of all disease is fatigue. And the reason why I'm going to go through this chapter is, for me, number one, if people are taking the time to write a book, and if I know these people, I think it's important I, I know what they thought was so important to put in print. So... I'd like to thank this individual for the copy of this book. And then I'm going to take you through what are some of the principles in there that are in perfect alignment with me and with myself, Dr. Henry Ely, Dr. Jana Schmidt, and Nicola Burnett, who make up the hosts of Looking for Healing Radio. So in this first chapter, I'm going to go through some highlights here because I think it's important to set the stage for number one, is it true people can heal? Is it true people can get sick, can develop symptoms, and they actually can live a life without those symptoms. So I'm going to take you through some of what uh, I find fascinating in this first chapter of this book. 
I think it's important for those who aren't going to read it that you hear it. So I'm going to I'm going to go through some of it, then I'm going to insert some of my own thoughts and excitements about the revelations in this book and the truths that I believe are in this first chapter. So as this individual lists, the root cause of all disease is fatigue. And he starts, where there's space, there's movement. Where there's movement, there's energy. And where there's energy, disease cannot exist. This is a principle that he has taught to students to help them understand the body has and needs space within it. More often than not, space in the body is filled with water. In fact, the healthy adult body can range anywhere from 65% to 75% water. For those of you who have been tuning into my uh, weekly radio shows, minus the one last week that had to be a rerun because I wasn't able to get in town fast enough to be able to record that from Canada. But I did one the week prior called Hidden Messages of Water. Uh, the scientist Emoto out of Japan put together an incredible book talking about the influence of water on all aspects of life. So I went through that. If you didn't watch that, it was two weeks ago, two Mondays ago on Looking for Healing Radio on Monday. All right. So he mentions, in fact, the healthy adult body can range anywhere from 65% to 75% water. Where there's adequate space, there's space for the exchange of nutrients. There is space for the exchange of cellular waste. And there is space that's going to facilitate the movement of the fluids within the body. As a result of space and movement, the potential for energy to be created becomes an efficient reality. The exchange of nutrients, the movement of these particles, an energy that promotes health, an energy that makes everything go. Thus, this phrase becomes our first foundational thought process from which every future principle is going to be based on in this book. And I quote, in order to heal, we must first have the energy to be able to heal. Without energy, he continues, natural healing does not work. Without energy, the body will not heal. No other consideration even closely rivals this concept. Its truth is simple and plain. This establishes the concept in the author's mind that the root cause of all disease is fatigue. And when we look into the pathology, continues into pathology books, which are very thick textbooks, we see that fatigue is always a primary component of the symptom presentation for any disease. With fatigue, a primary component of every single disease process, it becomes a unifying principle in the study of health. And that he states, he thinks this fact is too often dismissed, which is perhaps why we have been taught so little about our amazing body. Imagine if every child was taught how to eat, play, rest, and think to maximize energy production. What a Louis Armstrong wonderful world it would be. For example, you've all been told over and over again that inflammation is bad. But if you go to a naturopathic physician or a chiropractor, alternative care practitioner, that person is going to question this because inflammation is actually a sign that the body has initiated a healing response. Have you ever been told that inflammation is essential healthy tissue regeneration and repair? Have you ever been taught that energy is essential to these processes taking place? I want to go back to a one singular statement he made in here. A naturopathic physician, he states, is going to question the reality that inflammation is bad because inflammation is actually a sign that the body is initiating a healing response. All right, now I'm going to speak to this for a moment and interject my own thoughts. This is all about looking for healing on this radio show. As displayed in this first chapter of this book, the root cause of all disease is fatigue. I agree <clears throat> with the author, but I also agree with this horrible notion that we're taught all the time that inflammation is bad. Now, inflammation will give you symptoms. 
there's either swelling, heat in the form of a fever or a, a rash. Uh, inflammation is a symptom. But inflammation is actually a sign the body's initiated a healing response. All right, so inflammation can also inc increase heat in the body. That is inflammation. Increased heat, they call a fever. Are fevers bad? No, you've been lied to. There's never been a fever on earth that was bad and should have been turned off. Uh, now, now I'm talking in relative terms, right? The body can get so hot from a fire, it would die. I'm not talking about that. The body heating up on its own due to a fever is an inflammatory response. Is that bad? No. Inflammation is not bad. Inflammation doesn't feel good, but that doesn't mean inflammation is bad. All right, so the fever is not bad. What's the purpose of a fever? Well, in your brain, you have something called the hypothalamus. Did you know the hypothalamus is the part of the brain that with adequate magnesium can manage cooling the body and heating the body up as needed? Did you know magnesium is the only mineral that the hypothalamus primarily needs to manage core body temperature? Now, fevers aren't bad, but fever is an inflammatory sign. So what's the purpose of the fever? Well, a fever is going to increase or excess heat in the body is going to be increased and created in a response to some foreign protein or bug getting inside your body. I say bug to make it easier for you. It could be a bacteria, it could be a yeast, it could be a virus, it could be a parasite. Okay. And just so y'all know, you know how I feel about viruses. I think this is a term we've all been lied to about. I personally believe all viruses are nothing more than synthetically manufactured or weaponized venoms to make you sick. And yes, there are ways they've done that. If you didn't learn how they do that, we taught you at the Healing for the Ages conference in my presentation on day two. They've been mastering this for 72 years making and manufacturing venom into a product that could be used to mimic respiratory symptoms that they could call a virus. Okay. All right. So inflammation, you get any of these bugs inside your body, bacteria, yeast, parasites, you name it, your body's going to heat up. Why does it do that? Well, God designed your body to kick up fever, inflammation, to cook the bugs that don't belong there to death. We all know bugs die if you cook them. Well, if your body can become an oven on its own, it knows and will get signals from itself when the bacteria, yeast, and fungus, and parasites start dying from the fever. So your body's going to kick up its temperature. It's going to go from 98 to 99 to 100 to 101. And as it's slowly creeping up, it's going to figure out when does this bug that has invaded the body, when is it going to die? And at whatever temperature it starts to die, it will sit there at that temperature, the body will. And then eventually, when the, enough of the bugs have been killed or removed from the fever, the body shuts off the fever. And this is what all of you have been told is when the fever spikes. Now, typically during the episodes of a fever, you'll have chills and sweating. But often when the fever spikes, you'll have this profuse sweating that will occur as a result. The skin is the major detoxing part of the body, period. The liver's number two in size. So to sweat out the infections is what your body's doing during the fever, at the end of the fever, you name it. How about if you sprain your ankle? You ever sprained your ankle? Sprained a wrist? You ever seen that thing swell up? Is the inflammation bad? No, it just sucks. But inflammation is actually the body's normal reaction to start the healing process. So when you sprain a tissue, a ligament, a tendon, 
what you're going to do is your body's tearing ligament cells or tendinous cells in half. Well, now there's material from inside those cells just floating around in your body. Your body is going to immediately recognize there are particles that don't belong in the bloodstream and the lymph system or in the interstitial fluid or tissues of the body. And it is going to send all of the blood to that area with antibodies to neutralize and destroy with macrophages, for example, little bitty cells to go eat up all the debris that just poured out of your cells now into your ankle or into your wrist. The swelling, you're going to be told, is bad. And then you're going to be told to put ice on it. And ice will lower the amount of inflammation in the area. What that is doing when you apply the ice is it forces all the fluid out of that area to somewhere else in your body, which is actually help, helpful. If you just had continuous blood flow, sending macrophages and cells to the tissues that have now been injured to start healing the body's tissues, the torn ligament cells or tendon cells, if your body is going to send those cells to do that, it also has to get rid of the debris that just came out of the ruptured cells that were just injured. So if the blood just kept sending nutrients and nutrients and nutrients and nutrients to heal and destroy, uh, that could be a problem and lead to more inflammation than what may be necessary or controllable. So we as human beings have figured out that if you apply ice to the tissues that are sprained or swollen, it'll help force the swelling down. This actually is helpful to some degree when you have a sprained ankle, sprained injury. There is a process of doing this though. The body is sending fluid there in the form of blood to start healing the tissue. If you keep forcing the healing nutrients out of that area with ice, it doesn't heal as fast. So you do cycling with the ice, for example. You apply an ice pack for 20 minutes on, then you take it off for two hours and let the body send new blood down there with new nutrients to continue the healing process. After the two hours, apply ice again. The regimen for helping to reduce injury inflammation with ice is 20 minutes on, two hours off. Give the body two hours to do the healing and take the blood there to help it repair wherever it is, whatever part of the body's injured, let it do its thing, and then force some of that new, or sorry, some of that blood that's been sitting there, move it out of the area so the body can bring new blood. All right. So is all inflammation bad? No. Are symptoms you have caused by inflammation bad? No. People who are living with chronic inflammation and pain, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, gout patients, most of them have underlying parasites in their body. When we give them some, something to help them rid the body of the parasites, they're going to develop runny stools, diarrhea. They might break out with a rash because they're going to be sweating out the infections. They might have urinary tract symptoms. They may have coughing, mucus coming out of their lungs. That's also a form of inflammation. Is that bad? No, you need the body eliminating the stuff. You're killing off the bugs. Sometimes they call this inflammatory reaction, the Herxheimer reaction. Yeah, it sucks. You ever had the flu? This is for all you audiences. I'm not reading. I'm just talking. So you ever had the flu or know anybody have the flu? There will be the first couple of days, you'll know something's wrong. You might have a headache, pinpoint places of pain in your head. You might start developing a slight cough. You might start getting really tired. And then you'll feel like you need to rest. Then you're going to have a fever, blah, blah, you name it. Then you're going to keep getting worse, at least as far as symptoms go. But nothing is worse after getting the flu, supposedly, than when you have day three, four, five, and six hit. On those days, typically on every average human, the person will complain, please don't touch me because every part of their body hurts. They often don't want to wear clothing. Uh, there's this period of time for about two to three days 
Anytime you have the flu where your entire body aches, you don't want to move. Every joint hurts. You definitely don't want anybody touching you. Your skin sensitive to the touch clothes on your body hurts. Uh, it's just what happens. This is a massive amount of inflammation in the body at this point of the flu. Is the inflammation bad? No, it is not. This is actually the time where the majority of the flu handled by your body for the first several days has now killed off the flu and moved it into your lymph system. The lymph system is made up of your spleen. It's made up of your tonsils. It's made up of all those lymph nodes along your throat that get swollen when you're sick. Uh, they're also in your groin visibly. They're also in your armpits. They're in your breasts. They're everywhere. Lymph, the lymph system is everywhere. The lymph system is made up of little bitty lymph nodes, big lymph nodes, and little bitty vessels, tubes that connect them all together to create what is called the lymphatic system. When the virus or the infection is moved into the spleen to be dumped into your intestines for you to poop out the infection, your spleen, your tonsils, and all other lymph nodes in your body are connected to all of your joints in your body. In fact, the lymph system, which is made up of lymph nodes and lymph vessels, has more lymph fluid in it than, and the amount is four times more lymph fluid than you actually have blood in your body. But it is the most and least researched part of the entire human body by medical science. It has four times more fluid in your body of lymph fluid than you do blood. And yet it is the least studied system in the entire body. Do you want to know why? The lymph system is what helps you detox and clear up toxins, poisons, drugs, inf infections, you name it, out of the body. No wonder why they don't want to study this. They'd rather leave us sedentary, not knowing anything about how to improve the lymph system. So you stay sick and need their drugs. It's not a joke. So when you're in that third, fourth, fifth day of the flu and everything's hurting, this is because... The lymph system and the immune system has moved all of the infection into your lymph system. And now the lymph nodes are going to swell because there's a foreign, foreign invader inside the lymph nodes. And when that happens, your body's going to start producing more lymph. And this is going to make every lymph node tender to the touch, which is wrapped around every muscle in your entire body, every lymph node, lots of lymph nodes around every muscle in your entire body. And they all tie into your joints. So when the lymph nodes swell, your joints swell. Now, you know why everything hurts for the three or four days that you have the, the flu. As your body dumps out the lymph through your intestines to poop it out through your kidneys, to pee it out, or to sweat it out through your skin, as it's removed from your body, guess what happens on day six and seven? All of your symptoms disappear and you start feeling better. It's a miraculous thing. All right. We're going to continue this narrative here on the other side of this commercial break. Uh, please remember, you can turn tune in every Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern time, 8 a.m. Pacific time for Looking for Healing Radio with Dr. Artis Brunette, Dr. H, Dr. Janice Schmidt. Stay tuned. After the break, we'll be right back. Spike proteins help viruses enter into your cells, disrupting your health and your well-being. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body of spike proteins, which allows your body to repair from within, supporting your immune and respiratory systems and regulating your inflammatory response. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix Rx. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. 
Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. All right, healers, welcome back. Looking for Healing Radio is also sponsored by the Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing students just like you. The best way to be free is to be healthy. Learn how at www.energetichealthinstitute.org. Holistic nutrition, fasting, detoxification, art of cellular healing, and so much more. Join the EHI family and let's make tomorrow amazing. Go to www.energetichealthinstitute.org. I will promote their ultimate cellular healing supplement that they actually had uh, Dr. Ed Group help them formulate. You can get that at energetichealthinstitute.org and use the promo code OUTLOUD. Should help you save some some money there. All right. Now let's continue to dive in here. You learned about inflammation. It is not bad. All right. So I'm going to continue in the book of this first chapter. The root cause of all disease is, is, is fatigue. He continues. You see, it doesn't matter what part of the body or organ system is affected. It doesn't matter if it's a lung disease or a disease of the large intestine. It doesn't even matter if it's a disease of your stomach, a disease of the liver, or a disease of the nervous system. It all comes back to the same thing. Fatigue. A lack of energy. The disease process began because the body didn't have enough energy to keep that area clean, to keep the cells in that area healthy, and to keep the immune system strong and, and on alert. A fatigued body is a body ripe for infection, 1,000%. All right, so we're going to continue here. So who's responsible for our health? One of the things we've been led to believe in our culture is that our health is not our responsibility. When we get sick, we've been taught to believe that it's not our fault and that it happens to everyone. We're led to believe that no matter what we are doing, no matter how good a person takes our care of ourselves, that disease is inevitable. And that is bull crap. That's Dr. Artist. That's not in the book. The self-defeating thought process is a big problem and one that we will work together to overcome throughout the text of this book. Now, is it true that there's nothing we can do about our diseases that we've been medically diagnosed with. I just want you to know one of the biggest lies ever told by medical doctors to any human on earth, and they're only repeating the lie they were taught in med school and by their superiors, their superior handlers, <laughs> their, their staff doctors. What they have been told is that there is no known cause for any single disease. Let me repeat that. What medical doctors are told is that there is no cure for any and no known cause for any singular disease. Therefore, the majority of them now tell you, you must have inherited your disease. Even if in your 40s or in your 50s or in your 60s, they're going to tell you, I know the symptoms started in your 50s, but you inherited this from your mom or dad. That is such bull crap. Don't ever believe that junk. But what that does is, it actually allows the medical doctor attending your care to wipe his hands clean of any single attempt to ever locate, test for, or look for the cause of your symptoms. Now, all of you listening who know somebody 
personally or yourself have ever been diagnosed with a medical disease of any kind, you were flat out lied to about your disease. In fact, the disease name they gave you for your condition, let's just say they told you you have Sjogren's. Sjogren's doesn't exist. It's never existed. You could never get a microscope and go out in nature and find something called Sjogren's. It doesn't exist. Also, you could never find lupus in nature. Also, you can never find fibromyalgia. It doesn't exist. The symptoms you're carrying of what they have now called it a name, like lupus, fibromyalgia, Sjogren's, even though they gave it a name, they just made that crap up. It doesn't exist. It never existed. They were just told if you have these symptoms and a person complaining about it, you call it this. If you do these tests and you see these markers in their blood, call it this. They, it isn't what it is. They're just labels. We're going to call you a rheumatoid arthritis patient, even though you don't have rheumatoid arthritis. And rheumatoid arthritis does not exist. You cannot take a blood sample of a human and look in, under the microscope and find rheumatoid arthritis waving back at you, scientist or medical doctor. It doesn't exist. It's just a name. You don't have to accept that as a truth that now you have lupus. You do not have lupus. Lupus does not exist. Parasites can cause every symptom of lupus that they're calling lupus. And if you just got rid of the parasites, you will no longer have lupus. In fact, what they're going to tell you is once you've cured yourself of lupus, trust me, I know this from personal experience with my own family members, when we cure them of lupus, their medical doctors tell them after a decade or more of being told they have lupus that is incurable. The medical doctors in every singular case where you are diagnosed with a medical condition and they're going to tell you there's no cure for it. Why? There's no cure for it because it doesn't exist. Diabetes does not exist. It's not a real thing. You can't look in the blood and see anything called diabetes looking back at you, waving at you. Hi, I'm here. I'm a, I'm a diabetes infection. No, it doesn't exist. Diabetes is just a collection of blood markers. They're like this. You know what? Oh, there is this thing that we call insulin, and we don't see any in the blood of this person. So they're going to call you a type 1 diabetic. Okay, great, but diabetes doesn't exist. However, the lack of making insulin really does exist. So you are insulin deficient. Actually, the truth of the matter is there. You're actually vanadium and chromium deficient to cause you to be insulin deficient. But no one ever called a diabetic a chromium and vanadium deficient human. No, they called you a diabetic. All right. So just, you know, one of the biggest lies in medicine ever, actually, it's the most successful lie, I believe, in medicine is to lie to you and tell you that all of your symptoms, all of your problems, all your diseases, all of your medical diagnoses was passed down from your loved one to you. And therefore, because it's in your genes and in your DNA, there is nothing you can do to fix it. You can only manage your symptoms with drugs and vaccines. Okay, got it. All right, so let's continue in the book. Imagine that you could take the greatest care of yourself, that you could eat healthy in a way that we will define together. Imagine that you could play, exercise, and keep your stress levels low. Imagine that you're in full control of your health and that life, and that you are able to confidently navigate the storms that life presents to you. What a wonderful world we could live in if we completely accepted responsibility for our own health. Is your medical doctor responsible for making you healthy? No. Does the medical doctor cook your food for you? Does he actually hold you by the hand and walk you through the grocery store and tell you what to eat and not eat? 
When you order the Dr. Pepper at the restaurant, is your medical doctor telling you to drink that Dr. Pepper? No, the medical doctor is not responsible for your health. He is responsible only for what he tells you in his office visit. That is it. Once you leave any doctor's offices, the rest of the time you're living all alone on your own. You have family, but you're living on your own in your body as yourself. And the choices you make, including what you think, what you eat, what you listen to, has a dramatic, direct impact on your health. So please don't believe someone, even me, Dr. Brian Artis, is responsible for healing you. I am not responsible for that. Only you are. And if you give up, that's on you. If you give up looking for people to help guide you, looking for references, researching, do your own research, changing your own diet, making changes in your own life to start exercising. If you're unable to do those things on your own, Shame on you, but don't blame anybody else. Your health is completely predicated on your own choices. In fact, I'm Dr. Artis. I know I've been poisoned. We've all been poisoned our whole life. I was vaccinated as a child back in the 70s and 80s. I haven't done any as an adult. I haven't given any of my kids one since my first kid was one years old. I have made changes in my life. No vaccines ever again. I also don't do any medical screening tests ever. Do you want to know why? Why would I do a medical screening test? What do you think the medical doctors are looking for? They get paid to find something wrong with you. Have you ever taken a car to a mechanic and they actually called you and said, oh, your car is perfect. There's nothing wrong with it. No, you took the car to a person who specializes in finding something wrong. <laughs> this is all they're doing. They're just looking for something wrong. Even if it's not wrong, for example, they'll go like this. Oh, we see something in your intestines on this colonoscopy we told you to do because you're now 40. Don't ever do those. You know, we went in there and we saw a polyp, a polyp, a little outpouching on the inside of your intestines. We need to do a biopsy and we need to cut that out. Even when there is nothing wrong with that tissue, do you know what the medical doctor is going to say to you? They are going to say to you this polyp that we just dissected out of your body and cut it out under a surgical procedure. We took it out, charged your insurance $30,000. We sent it to a lab, charged your insurance for another $10,000. You know what they're going to tell you? The polyp is precancerous. Okay. Thank you, Hitler. They just lied to you and said that the tissue in your body is precancerous. Really? Okay. <laughs> I told you not to go there, not to do the screening test. Remember, they're looking for something bad. All right, so they're going there. They find a polyp when they can't find anything else wrong. They're like, oh, no, we need to biopsy that, get a tissue sample, send it off. We need to exhume it, cut it out. Then they're going to come back and tell you it is not cancer, but it is precancerous. Now, humans listening to this radio show, every part of your entire body was born pre-cancerous. Just so you know, Dr. Artis, as he sits right now, is pre-cancerous. <laughs> Do you want to know why? He doesn't have any cancer. I've never had any cancer cells that I'm aware of in my body. Even if I did, the body took care of it and got rid of it. Do you know you have an immune system that actually takes care of cancerous cells 24-7 in your body since you were born? Everybody gets cancer cells and the body takes care of it. The only problem comes... When you suscept yourself to screening test where a medical doctor is going to tell you something is pre-cancerous. Um, okay, what's that going to do to your psyche? 
It's going to make you feel like, oh my God, I'm on the brink of cancer. Yeah. And then they're going to tell you, we need to screen your colon every six months to a year to do an annual colonoscopy to find out, do you now have full-blown cancer? Well, I'd leave them people alone. Uh, You didn't have cancer. You had something they saw in your colon. They decided to cut it out when they couldn't find it was cancer. They called it pre-cancer. Pre-cancer is every cell of your body from the time you were born. That is not a cancerous cell. Okay. All right. I'm going to continue. The importance is going to be educating you. We have been given this amazing, incredible gift of life in the human body. And yet too many of us have little or no concept of how to take care of it. And I'm going to give you an example here. He says, previously, you may have entertained the notion that if you get sick, that it's not your fault. It's not your responsibility, that your health is not your responsibility. And what does this set the stage for in your life? Let me guess. It sets the stage for you feeling like it doesn't matter if you're educated about your body, how it works and how to care for it or not. Let me get this straight. You and your body are in this thing called life together and you don't matter. What a preposterous idea. Are you someone who knows more about your job than your body? Doesn't that stop to make you think, how can you do your job without knowing how to do your job? How can you take care of your body without knowing how to take care of your body? We've been given this amazing, incredible gift of life in a human body, and yet too many of us have little or no concept of how to take care of it. Let me offer this additional thought to know more about how to download something from the internet that you know about where your liver is or how it functions sets you up to make bad health decisions. To know more about balancing your bank accounts than balancing your pH of your blood or other essential nutrients for self-maintenance is an invitation for fatigue into your life, leaving you susceptible to inevitable disasters. It is true. There are so many of us that have skill sets that uh, are in our careers as me talking, Dr. Artis. So there's many times we take on skill sets, we take on talents and hobbies where we know more about those things than we know about taking care of our own body that we live in. One of the proposals that this doctor is proposing is that if you know more about your body, then you ultimately know more about how to take care of it. And in knowing more about how to take care of it, the foundation is going to be set for the production of energy. If all you know about your body is how it works to produce energy and what you can do to facilitate that, then you know 98% more than most people currently know out there. Yet this is what we need to change. Or do you all agree? I agree. Understand this about education, decision-making, and saving money. The more you know about your health and how easy it is to maintain, the better your decision-making will become. The better your decisions regarding your health, the more money you will save. The more energy you will produce, and the better you will feel. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. The better your decisions regarding your health, the more money you will save. Really? Uh, Absolutely, this is 1,000% true. The more you take care of your health and learn to feed yourself, put in your body topically and orally, things that are only healthy for you, the more money you're going to have. Why? Oh my God. Do you know that for 21 years now, I've never had health insurance for any of my kids or any of my family ever. You know how much money I've saved? I've saved $17,000 every year for 21 years of not paying any premiums for health insurance and obviously not paying for a deductible because I'm not carrying a policy. Have I ever had to take any of my children to a hospital? Yes. Twice, three times, maybe. Had a son break his arm, had that same son break his foot, had a daughter break her pinky. So three visits in 21 years. Do you know my out-of-pocket expense for every ER visit was $2,500? Do you know I carry an accidental policy where if an individual gets into an accident and injures themselves, if they require surgery without a deductible, 
and no impact on premiums. I pay $112 a month and I have for 10 years now where I pay for an accident policy that if my kids get injured, any surgery up to $25,000 is 100% covered. And I pay cash for all the visits, cash for the surgeries. And then I turn in those receipts to the insurance company after I paid cash for all of it. And they reimburse me 100%. I've done this three times. It is phenomenal. I've saved a ton of money not carrying primary health insurance. All right. Also, if you don't have diseases, uh, you know how much money you're going to save on prescriptions, Medicare, Medicaid plans, you name it, all kinds of stuff. So let it go. You don't need insurance. You just need to learn how to take care of yourself. As a quick aside, when you talk with most seniors, they're on at least five medications. He continues with each new medication. The side effect profiles become more prominent until they avalanche. Can we really call it living when the day is dictated by a pill schedule and the outcome is fatigue, often replacing one's symptoms for two new ones? Understand that the body was not designed to be able to handle that amount of daily chemical load in the first place. So then it let's begin right here, right now. Do you believe that you have the power to improve your health? Hopefully your answer to each of that question was yes, or each of you answered yes. So then let's keep moving forward and we'll go on and we will continue to share this. And I want to read a quote here before we leave. He states in this chapter, when the amount of stress in our bodies and in our lives exceeds our ability to produce energy, disease is the only possible outcome. All right. Remember, Go to Looking for Healing Radio Show page on americaoutloud.com to submit a health question for the host, us here at the Healing for the, Looking for the Healing Radio Show, and we'll share our thoughts every single Friday episode. Stay tuned. After the break we have coming up, we'll be right back with more Looking for Healing Radio just for you, right after these messages. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's Chief Medical Board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. The Natural Colon Cleanse. It's the ultimate digestive tune-up with Oxy Powder. It's crafted to alleviate the discomfort of gas, bloating, and occasional constipation. There's a reason why Oxy Powder is our number one seller. It works. 
Go to AmericaOutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. All right, healers, welcome back. We're going to continue the narrative here. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw it out here. Healingfortheages.com is uh, the sponsor for this segment. Go to healingforages.com, put in the last name A-R-D-I-S. You'll save $50 off of the $199 value. What do you get? Every video presentation from that conference, every PowerPoint presentation. You get our 14-day action plan workbook with definitions and a bunch of diagrams to help educate you. And then we also supply a resource page, which is all the resources we compiled with all the links of where to find the devices and the references for the published solutions for all the biological weapons we are aware of that we presented at the Healing for the Ages conference to protect you and your loved ones in the future. All right, so we're going to continue here in the book titled Energetic Health, Volume 1. Why do we get sick and why do we get diseased? This is all in Chapter 1. We we next talk about why people get sick because that's always the big question. Well, why did this happen? I've had patients in front of me with cancer, serious digestive orders, asthma, and much worse. They all want to know the same thing. Quote, why did this happen? And there's such resignation for them to say, quote, well, this is the luck of the draw. My number got called and I'm the person who got cancer. Nothing happens in our bodies by accident. Our bodies are incredible. When you think about it, at any moment in time, there are literally more than 4 billion biochemical reactions occurring simultaneously and without any errors in your body. We're able to go to sleep, wake up, go throughout our day, and then go back to sleep again, and all seemingly without having to have any conscious control over our body. Yet, things just accidentally happen? You're right. The author continues, I think that's a point of view that's hopeless and something that is marketed to us to accept. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how much you know. It doesn't matter how well you take care of yourself. At some point, you're going to get sick. It's going to be very serious, and we're going to have to we're going to have a pill for it, or we're going to have a surgical procedure for it. Really? Is that what we have to look forward to as we age? Why can't we look forward to feeling great each decade? Why can't we look forward to understanding what our bodies need each and every decade and provide it for it? Of course, we're going to get sick from time to time. That's how it works. That's how our immune system stays sharp. But that doesn't mean that we have to get diseased. After all, there's a significant difference between getting sick and getting diseased. All right, now, I want to stop here and relate some thoughts. When I lived in Tennessee and had a practice in Tennessee, my home was in uh, probably the most affluent neighborhood in all of Maryville, Tennessee. And my home it was beautiful. I loved it. It was on an acre lot, backed up right up to the Smoky Mountains National Park with the rest of the residents. But every single neighbor on either side of me, I was by far the youngest person in that neighborhood with the youngest children in that neighborhood. I was the only one with infants, newborns, and toddlers. And I had four of them and then five of them in that same place. Every neighbor and everyone in the neighborhood were older than 60 years old. Many of them were older than 70 years old. And when I would go visit them in their home, which was daily, because I became friends with many of them, they wanted to know how my day went. We'd visit every single day. The only thing these retirees would tell me when I'd ask them, how was your day? Do you know what the whole day was full of? Every single one of them. Doctor's appointments to various specialists for their drugs and their so-called age-related diseases. There are no age-related diseases. None. There's only you've ignored taking care of yourself and haven't researched or attempted to make the improvements. And this is true. You haven't taken the time to research what may be causing your symptoms. I'm still shocked to this day 
even after four years of being in the media 24 seven feels like for four years straight, I'm still amazed that people still don't know about parasites. It's amazing to me. Every disease of the digestive tract, Crohn's disease, celiac disease, IBS, bloating, diverticulitis, leaky gut syndrome can exactly be pointed to 99% of the time, a parasitic infection in your intestines. Yet the medical profession will tell you, 90% of all medical doctors will tell you parasites don't exist in this country. And that is so dumb because every single one of us have had a dog or cat. We took them to a veterinarian in this country. And those animals that were born in this country, all of them have parasites. Well, if they have parasites, guess what you have? The dogs and cats are mammals. They shed the feces. They lick themselves. They lick you. They are sharing the actual parasite eggs with you. Almost every parasite in a dog or cat or an animal has a zoonotic tendency, meaning it will transfer to another species, which is you. I just find it amazing that no one even looks at the majority of people don't even know about. All right. So we're going to continue. Getting sick is the body's ability to encounter environmental pollution or a microorganism germ, and then having energy available for the immune system to respond to it expertly to get rid of it. That's a sign of healing. Getting sick. We mentioned the fever earlier. We mentioned the symptoms of pain. Those are how the immune system heals the body. Now, you can't fault me. You can't fault Dr. Henry Ely. You can't fault Dr. Janice Schmidt. You can't fault Nicola Burnett, all the hosts of Looking for Healing Radio, for you to get sick and have symptoms from time to time. You're supposed to. You don't live in this world of mortality without it. There's going to be poisons human beings are creating all over the world. There are fake foods being made all over the world genetically modified foods, you name it. There's all kinds of stuff. There's fluoride poison intentionally put in our water. We're all going to get sick at some point. That's okay. The body's designed to do that. It gets fevers, chills, aches, body aches, and then the body wants to rest so it can heal. It's a brilliant machine God created. While getting sick is natural, getting diseased is a problem. Oh, and then he states here, we don't actually get disease. That's great. That's what I said earlier. Disease is something that develops in the body, typically following extended periods of fatigue. To date, this has taken place because of the lack of education we have discussed previously and the ex excessive amounts of stress we've asked our body to endure. We are without a doubt one of the most un undereducated cultures when it comes to our own body. I'm going to go back to the story with the Tennessee individuals. I used to tell all of them and my family members, I do not want to be a part of the medical system where my entire work life is dedicated to making savings of retirement so I can retire one day and then spend the rest of my life in retirement going from specialist to specialist man managing my drug schedule. But, oh, my God, this is almost 100% of what all assisted living, uh, independent living, senior citizens do every week. They have multiple days every week where they're going to a medical doctor to be screened and get drugs and vaccines. I am not spending my life that way. I was not put on this earth to experience the last quarter of my life visiting medical doctors every day to manage drugs and drug side effects. No, that is ridiculous. God did not put you down on this earth to do that. Not even for a second. All right. So he says, without a doubt, one of the most, we are the most undereducated cultures when it comes to our own body. A good example of this is considering how many people know something as simple as where their liver is. Take your right hand, hold it up high. And now gently pat the lower portion portion of your right rib cage. Do you hear that dull thud? He says, congratulations. You just found your liver. Your liver is on your right side. Here's an easy way to remember it. Live right. Liver. Live right. 
something as simple as knowing where your organs are is paramount for you to know how to take care, better care of yourself. If we were to go one step further and understand what the liver does, then now we're really playing with power. I believe that the vast majority of us are ready to be proactive about our health once we know how wonderful a clean and well-cared-for body feels. When I teach health and healing from the body's perspective, this amazing feeling in the classroom develops that most people can't get enough of. I hope you already feel the same way. When we look at disease, we want to understand what causes fatigue. Typically, we don't have to look much further than the following. There's one, two, three, four, five, six things he lists as the causes for fatigue. Nutritional deficiencies. I mentioned some of those earlier today. Chromium, vanadium, copper is a big one that actually makes energy. Delayed food allergies is another one that causes fatigue. Most common are corn, soy, uh, wheat, and dairy. And then he mentions dietary and environmental pollutions, which we've talked about here. Infections, scar tissue, and negative internal dialogue. I'm going to throw one more in there. Misalignments cause a burden of stress on the body. Overstimulation of your nervous system that's going to create continuous fatigue because of overstimulation. You ever been overworked by a boss before or by a parent and you get really exhausted? So does your body. If it has something out of alignment in your spine, causing continued triggering electrical circuitry that doesn't normally need to be firing, it will wear the body out. So he lists nutritional deficiencies, delayed food allergies, dietary and environmental pollution, infection, scar tissue, and negative internal dialogue called stress and emotions. He continues, these are the biggest players for virtually everyone. And I would assume that they would cover at least 95% of the underlying causes for all fatigue. Certainly most cases of fatigue can be traced to combinations of these six factors. If we add to these six factors, a lack of satisfaction in our lives, along with emotional stress that comes from fear, frustration, guilt, isolation, feelings of inadequacy, inadequacy, and all the things that erode our sense of self, then what we have is an incredible combination of stressors for the body to endure. The foods that we eat, how we feel, the things we breathe in, and the deficiencies in our diet all set the stage for fatigue and ultimately bioaccumulation of pollution. So from life, living, bioaccumulation of pollution. Once our body is in bioaccumulation mode, we become a breeding ground for microorganism germs to proliferate in our bodies. What a perfect food we become for the bad bugs. And think about it. He wrote in this chapter, if you were a germ, a parasite living off of some other organism, would you want to thrive or even stay inside of a body that had a very robust, strong immune system to defend itself? No, the bugs and invaders prefer weakened immunity individuals, and you will typically know they are going to be weakened when they have any evidence of fatigue. He continues, when combination of these factors begin to overwhelm the body, the experience of fatigue becomes cyclical. We seek stimulants like refined sugar, coffee, and energy drinks because we are fatigued. But these all help feed the infections while shutting down the immune system at the same time. As infections and pollution accumulate, our ability to produce energy becomes greatly compromised. At some point, we have to learn how to break this self-defeating cycle. Then there's a, the next part of this chapter I want to highlight is, when are pharmaceuticals part of the answer and when are they a part of the problem? One of the things that I think we have to impart is an understanding about when pharmaceuticals are part of the answer and when they become a part of the problem. Certainly, pharmaceuticals are the answer in emergency situations, and there has never been a medicine better suited for emergency situations than one we now employ, than the ones we now employ. Pharmaceuticals in emergent situations have the ability to take a person who, in other words, would have died from infection or a systemic shutdown of their body's vital organs and keep them alive. 
When dealing with emergency situations, there isn't a medicine on par with current Western conventional medicine in emergency situations. However, this medicine is not as effective as I believe medicine should be when dealing with chronic conditions. I'm not talking about emergency situations. I'm talking about chronic situations where a person's lifestyle and experiences have obviously brought them into a state of ill health and disease. My question for you is this. Can you imagine or name a pharmaceutical medication that produces energy as a side effect? That is a great question, author. Can you name a pharmaceutical medication that produces energy as a side effect? I think it's brilliant. Now, I stay from stages all over the world. Raise your hand if anybody in the audience can think of one singular symptom that is created by the human body that is caused by a drug deficiency, a prescription drug deficiency. Name one. Is there a migraine created by a Tylenol deficiency? Is there a rheumatoid arthritis patient that's actually has those symptoms because they're deficient in prednisone? Or how about methyltrexate, which is chemotherapy? Do they really have body pain throughout their body because they're chemotherapy deficient? Uh, that's not something that nature supplies to the human body. Only drug-pushing drug dealers do that, called MDs. All right, I continue. The author says, I've looked for one, I've looked for one for years, but haven't been able to find one. A drug that has a side effect of increasing energy. Chronic ill health, a disease state that involves fatigue, begs for change and lifestyle change. That's what the strength of uh, energy offers patients. Maybe the obstacle to cure is a germ. Maybe the obstacle to cure is a germ that's in the body for months and months causing infection. Well, let's find it. Determine precisely how to kill it and let's get it out of the body. Maybe the obstacle to cure is that your diet is not supporting your specific needs for energy production. Either you're eating food that your immune system is attacking due to delayed food allergies, or you're not getting enough nutrients in your diet. Well, great. Let's get that obstacle to cure out of the way too. Maybe you've been exposed to too many environmental chemical pollutants. Perhaps you've lived in too many brand new homes, worked in too many sick buildings, worked in too many toxic environments, and your body's accumulated too much pollution. Well, let's clean your cells, get that stuff out of your body, and let's remove the obstacle to cure as well. When we approach the, to re the return to health like this, something amazing happens. When we remove the obstacles to cure and set you up for success, your energy increases every 28 days for as long as you are disciplined. Follow the plan and continue with your lifestyle changes. And because your energy increases, your immune system gets stronger. As your immune system gets stronger, you get stronger. As you get stronger, your energetics improve. And guess what? Something magical happens that, you, that we'll learn about in chapter two. Your mood will improve. How you interact improves. How you communicate improves. If you're dealing with a chronic degenerative condition, then the key is identifying the obstacles to cure and acting on them intelligently. It's not, uh, there's one, sorry, there's one quote I want to read. Your body cannot differentiate between the effects of fatigue from physical stress or emotional stress or mental stress because the body says, quote, we're all in this together to heal. I treat all of them the same. I need nutrients, rest, movement, and change in lifestyle. Give me those things, the body says, and I will give you energy for health. The thing to remember is that, it, and it is that important, is that a lack of energy leads to your body becoming a bioaccumulating organism due to suppressed immune function. This is a nice way of saying your body becomes a trash bin. As the dominoes begin to fall, suppressed immunity leads the body to accumulate pollution. The pollution that we are constantly exposed to, that our bodies normally get rid of very quickly, 
now builds up in the tissues and alters the physiological functioning. With the immune system offline, the stage is set for infections to start taking hold in the body because all the microorganism germs are trying to live too. And what better way to live on than a susceptible bioaccumulating weak host? Well, I don't want you to be a weak biological accumulating host. I want you to be full of vigor, full of health, full of rest, full of energy. And these principles of starting the process of understanding what you're doing every day, the choices you make every single day, impact your health and your vitality. Period. All right. I am Dr. Artis. This is a doctor. This is not the Dr. Artis show. This is the Healing for the Ages show. Looking for the healing radio. Remember, the only medicine is natural medicine because natural medicine first does no harm. There is so much we have to unlearn. I'm grateful to be a part of unlearning it with you so we can learn something much better, something filled with love, with logic, and with light. Healers, you are a being of light. So remember that when you're looking for healing, you always have to look within first. May God, the Almighty and author of all things, shine his divine light down upon us, everyone we love, and surround us in the protection of his warm and healing embrace. I would like to wrap this up with Dr. Ely's quote when he signs off on this show. He says, I'm Dr. Henry Ely, founder of the Energetic Health Institute for Looking for Healing Radio. Make sure to tune in tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific. And until then, he says, aloha and adieu. Now, I do want to say something, though. The reason why I used his quote to sign off is because the book I'm reading from is a book he gave me that he wrote called Energetic Health, Volume 1, Interesting Insights into Advanced Natural Medicine. I applaud Dr. Henry Ely's work. I applaud his Energetic Health Institute. And I applaud anybody who takes a stand to look into what might be the cause of their own symptomatology to reverse the scenarios that would prevent a medical professional from naming you with a labeled disease process that, by the way, doesn't exist. I'm Dr. Brian Artis. This is Looking for Healing Radio. Tune in tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. Eastern, to hear Nicola Burnett. God bless. God bless.